Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Unfiltered Studios, your one-stop destination for a diverse range of podcasts that cater to every interest. Join St. Joe on Nailed It as he explores the fascinating times of the 80s and 90s. Find solace in the advice of a mother on Petals of Support. Dive deep into intriguing interviews on The Sleevy G Show. Catch up with the latest in sports on Unfiltered Sports Weekly. Connect with your spiritual side on Finding Your Way. Achieve mental wellness with hypno-wellness. Never forget the history of everyday items with The Stupid History Minute. Understand how we've become the people we are today on How to Be Less of an Asshole and gather with fellow movie enthusiasts on Movie Lovers Unite. Your journey into the world of podcasts begins here at Unfiltered Studios. Subscribe now and join the podcasting revolution. Unfiltered Studios, where every voice finds its place. Visit unfpod.com for more information. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. Today, I have a very special guest with me. I have my friend Don from the Multiverse of Geekdom channel. We're going to be talking about Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP. This album was hands down one of my favorite albums that came out in uh, 2000. And it was ahead of its time. This is the peak Eminem coming right out of the gate. So with further ado, let's go on ahead. Let's discuss Marshall Mathers LP. I just want to point this out. This is hands down one of my favorite albums. I remember in ninth grade or I, yeah i was going into the ninth grade i think at the time what year did this and actually come out 2000 2000 so i just graduated and, probably yeah and get this man it came out in may 23rd of 2000 to be exact so i was getting ready to graduate yeah wow holy shit. but get this though me who was transitioning into from junior high to now being a freshman in high school. Uh, get this. My very first introduction to Eminem was My Name Is, but what really caught my attention was the Real Slim Shady uh, single from this one. And that's what made me want to buy it. And so, anyways, I remember my mom watching the news. And, of course, I'm reading, reading my Entertainment Weekly, and it's the same Entertainment Weekly magazine that featured Eminem on the cover of the magazine with a censored, yeah. uh, with, of course, you know, the censored uh, thing over his face uh, and and basically just being way too controversial. My mom's like, you better not be listening to that Eminem stuff. And I'm like, I won't. I, you know, I'm not going to do it. Sounds like Cartman, but that's fine. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that's like the closest thing I could get. No, but, <laughs> 
But, you know, she's like, you better not be listening to that. I said, I won't, Mom, I promise. Next thing I know, I got my grandmother riled up enough to go out to the record store to buy this album. Because I'm like, awesome. my mom doesn't want, yeah, she's like, I was like, yeah, my mom doesn't want me to listen to this. Why? Why doesn't she want you to listen to it? Because she doesn't want me to listen to anything with profanity in it. But yet I was allowed to watch Reddit R movies, which doesn't make any sense. But she says, well, what's the worst you're going to hear? Shit, ass, bitch. Uh, she goes, that's it. I'm pissed off. We're going to the record store. <laughs> so we walked three blocks away where a Strawberries record store is in East Boston. And I got my Eminem album. Yeah, I mean, this was a weird time, especially for me as a as a hip-hop fan, because I was a huge Tupac fan growing up, and like to the point where like I wouldn't listen to Biggie and Nas and Jay-Z. Like I didn't listen to that stuff till later. And like now I'm a huge fan of all of it, obviously. But I mean, I just like I wouldn't listen to anything else. And then he passed away and then Eminem came out and it was just like, oh, I mean, I listened to Bone Thugs. I listened to. Right. It was like a resurgence in a sense. But this was different, man. And this was a white dude signed by Dre, like saying insane things, like just insane things that nobody else was saying at the time so yeah and just his wordplay his being able to flip words and bend words and it's 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 yeah he's he's his rhyme scheme is just phenomenal so yeah hearing this album for the first time was mind-blowing because even after the first album like i was a huge fan obviously but this album was another level of like oh he's like serious like usually like they kind of fall off on their second album a little bit and then the third album they're kind of you know by the fourth album somebody's like around by their fourth album you're like oh wow no he was still going crazy (laughs) still going hard on his songs though too like he didn't hold anything back and this is also of course after the marshall mathers lp this is his third album the first album is of course is eminent but for me it depends on how you listen to eminem and where you were introduced to eminem this could be his second album because everybody's known after the eminent the slim shady lp drop this this one came out a year later yeah see so, i never knew about yeah. infinite back then i knew either I, I knew about infinite you know now i obviously have heard it many times but yeah i didn't know about that so technically to me this or not technically but this to me was the second album yeah same but technically, That's how I yes, it. but you know another thing too is i remember you know everybody was bleaching their hair at this time oh, yeah. like oh, non-stop yeah. i was even on uh, oh, dude, i was too. in my bathroom basement in the sink with peroxide <laughs> just pouring it on my head yeah now, it, now my was, question was, was this don uh, when you were dyeing your hair blonde did you have stan blaring in the background yes i had writing yeah, a letter I, to eminem of course well, no, I wasn't writing a letter to him, but no, yeah. I wasn't but, quite like that. But yes, I was definitely a huge fan. Like, yeah, for sure. If I right. But you see, though, with me, though, I, I really enjoyed this album because I could relate to it and things like that, too. Yeah. Like, was, I, I was bullied in high school. I was actually one of the people, an outcast yeah. in high school, and he targeted towards me. And I yeah. also the fact that, yeah, he is rapping about stuff that, and like he says, I have the balls to say it while you guys don't have yeah. balls to say it. Yeah, I mean, look, there were there, there are great lyricists from that time period. We have Biggie, we have Pac, we have Jay-Z, we have Nas. We have all these really great rappers. And they they all were, but they were all for the most part talking about the same, you know, growing up in the streets in either New York or LA or, you know, wherever they were from selling drugs, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, women, cars, money. That's what they were talking about. Eminem was like, no, I'm just going to say I'm going to murder my wife. Like, like I'm going to make a whole song about murdering my wife. Like, right. That's just what he did. Like, so it was insane. Or- yeah. I've, here's the thing though i think the reason too why he had to step out of that element that everybody was known for was because he didn't come from that neighborhood yeah. he had to find oh, out a way said that. Yeah. right he had to find a way to actually relate to people in a new kind of context a new kind of way so he did what he knew 
He got bullied. He made Eminem fun of the way he got insult bullied. comic that that became a rapper instead. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's 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 uh, he's very comedic. He's very in insulting to people. He doesn't care. He will insult anybody at any time. And he's said in many interviews, like, I only say these names because they rhyme with what I'm trying to say, or they exactly. fit somehow with what I'm trying to say. He's like, most of these people, I don't know. He's like, I don't really care. I just don't. Right. You know, it's just funny to me to to say instincts gonna come to kill in sync. Like, that's just funny to me. Like, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, okay, so let's go into the track listing yeah. of this. Okay, yep. okay, so we have the public service announcement of 2000, which followed up with the Slim Shady LP that came out. So the public, so he does the public service announcement again, where yep. basically we just kissed his ass for purchasing another album yep. by him. We've agreed and to kiss his ass, and he doesn't get <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes any other words yeah sue me and then it goes into kill you so what did you think of the song kill you when you first heard it i mean what do you think he's talking about like they gave me the rolling stone cover after he's <laughs> after he's talking about you know whatever with his own mom like i mean you know i don't want to say it, but it's yeah there's there's again just that shock value like i don't care i'm just gonna say it and I don't really care. I just love that about him that he, especially back then, he was definitely more free back then to say. He used to, he's like, I used to say it. So stop me now, right? <laughs> like, stop but not me only now. that though, but people tried canceling him back in the early two thousands as well for this album itself. But you know, nowadays, now today, you can't cancel him. He has a huge fan, bigger fan base than what he did back in the early two thousands. So therefore, you cannot even touch him to be canceled. Yeah, he, yeah, he's one of those untouchable. Yeah. For sure. So that's a. That's I think the that's thing, mainly though. what cancel culture is. It's just people that don't have big enough followings to keep them alive afterward. Because if you have enough fans, people can say whatever they want about you. But if you have the fan base, you're not going anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I yeah. definitely like the the song "Kill You" was okay for me. I mean, I, I liked it, but it wasn't one of those go to songs that I kept on repeating over and over again. The beat, the hook, and everything else was good. Uh, then he was also I like how he said, "Well, I'm the one who get you gave the Rolling Stone cover for." It's like, bitch! Don't you understand who I am? Yeah. I re my first my first album coming out, my second album coming out of the gate uh, was me hitting my mom over the head with a shovel. Yep. And you're gonna tell me that you're gonna give me the Rolling Stone cover? Cover? What the hell is wrong with you? You're just as crazy and and chaotic as I am. If you're if you're wanting to put me on the cover, but okay, I'll do it. You yeah. know, it's basically oh, yeah. what he's saying. And then I also like he's also rapping about Sonny Bono at the time who got oh into a God. ski accident, yeah. banging into some trees. Um, like then you Bono also have him talking about Christopher Reeve put down his legs. Yes. Yeah. I, again, he just he he was unfiltered and he was different. Mm -hmm. But the other thing was he could back it up like right. with his rap because he was good at it. It wasn't like he was just out there saying any dumb thing that like didn't matter. He really was saying like a lot of crazy stuff that was really funny. I mean, it was just really funny. It, it was the way he the comedic timing with his rhymes is why you're even in tune with it. Because if sure. it came from anybody else, they would be like, what the hell am I listening to? It would be immediate shut off. But the way he does it in a sense of dark comedy, it works. It balances itself out a lot. Oh, it does. Yeah. Because you can't really like it's so hard to be mad at a person like that because you know they don't mean it. Like there's no way you can say these things and actually mean it. You, you, I, 
I mean, exactly. you can, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like one person to say all these insane things like publicly, <laughs> like it, it's so hard to be mad at the guy. That's why it's so easy. Like for me, it, or it was for me to just see it for what it was, just the comedy of it. He loved making people laugh, like, and just saying insane things. To, like he says it in one of the songs later we'll get to, but you know, I just say these things. I make them up to piss you off. Like, exactly. That's it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> And then uh, you have Stan, which is now in a dictionary oh. now for a crazed fan. And who would actually thought to be the person he's writing about a fit crazy fan that is a huge Eminem fan. And then he winds up killing his wife who's pregnant and then drop. And then Eminem now responds back over to Stan in a letter. I love that whole entire deal where it has like really messed up psychology with it of being obsessed with something and nobody else understands you being close to a being a fan of something to the point where you want to be like them you want to get the same tattoos like they do and then yeah. you go off the deep end yeah i mean there were definitely people like that back then I, 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 for sure um but yeah i think this was written as not to one person but to a, like just you know that insane like insaneness at the time but apparently um uh a cannabis thinks that it was written about him right that's like the the thing uh, a big like thing in hip-hop is that cannabis because they were beefing at the time uh thought that he wrote this song about him or that he was like talking about him in this song but there is one thing i want to say and i think it's i don't know if it's controversial or not but i think it's true eminem is the best story writer in in hip-hop like he is he's the best lyricist uh, the way he rhymes with his rhyme scheme the way he's able to do the verbs you know what i'm talking about like how he do, yes. av- does the verbs and stuff it, it's fantastic yeah. he can't even he even rhymed orange before nobody yep. he did that uh there's also yeah. some other stuff too that i want to wanted to mention but sure. you know i think that hands down he's the best lyricist he knows how to come at you to the point where you have to work just as twice as hard as he does at coming up with stuff it, and it's hard to burn him when he's burning you well yeah plus he's so self-deprecating anyway in, in his rhyme so it's it's hard to to kind of defeat somebody that is already going to tell you, yeah, I don't care that I'm like from Detroit and I was from a trailer park. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Like you can say that about me, but whatever. (laughs) The truth, the truth is he didn't never, uh, he was never in the trailer park. He actually did live in a house though. Well, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, but, but I get what you're saying. From eight mile, right. though, is where you're going off of. Yeah, because yeah, just because it's it's assumed that he like came from like you know probably a more the urban worst side know, of block. Detroit. Yeah, and he just lived in like a normal like area. So it's I don't know. It's just I love that he yeah he's just a he, he's. Uh, He's just so great at telling a story and being able to stay it. Like there are many rappers that have told stories in their songs, but he does it so much. Like he had mushrooms on his first album, uh, you know, with hanging out with the girl yeah. on the rave. Like then he has this and he has Kim that's later on this album. And like throughout his career, he's just written so many like amazing story songs. And it's hard to do. Well, that. even the Marshall Mathers LP one that he has, mm-hmm. he wrote a sequel to Stan. Yes. And it's about his brother sneaking into his own house, into Eminem's house, kidnapping him and killing him the same way that Stan killed himself. Yes. And everything. So I thought that was actually a pretty good thing. Everybody's like, oh, he, they're talking, he's talking shit about the Broncos. I said, no. If you pay attention to the details within the song, yeah. he's talking about the fact that Matthew is now getting revenge for Stan because of the fact, remember, he was outside in the, out in the stadium waiting for M to sign his Broncos hat and he waited yep. out in the blistering rain and he's just said no. Yep. So that's where, so that's where 
the idea and concept comes from is now Matthew's turn of the story of him trying to cope with Stan's death after yeah. all this time. So, yeah. Yeah, one of my I, favorite simple lines from Eminem comes in that song, too, because he's like, which one? Like, I, I reach, he's like, it's like I reached my full potential. I peaked when he's talking about going up to those to his window and looking for him. Yeah. And it's just so simple and stupid, but it's so funny to me. You know what, though? We might actually have to do an Eminem Math- Marshall Mathers LP2 review to follow up I love for that, that because I, I mean, I really like that album too. Yeah. But okay, so you have Dio on the song, which she's sampling with Thank You. Right. You have the. Do- what her song, feels- right? Huh? That's her song originally, yeah. right? That they remixed yeah. Yeah, for Stan. Yeah. Yeah, they sampled it for Stan. And also, too, this has like a cinematic kind of vibe to it. It feels oh. like a movie. Because oh, you when you're watching thunder, that, you that, a video, it's a movie for sure. Right. <laughs> but, but on audio CD, and then bringing it into with the thunder sound effects mm-hmm. and adding more into it. Especially when the look, I'm on the freeway right now. Damn me to dr- fifth of vodka. Damn me to drive, and then you hear yeah. the sounds of everything, and you're just sucked into this, wondering what's going to happen with Stan now. And yeah. I just think the and it's very relatable in today's time, especially when someone gets so obsessed with something, even if it's not a like a fan of a uh, of a music artist. You're obsessed with maybe an actor or a movie or something to the point where you go on this deep level to where it just overtakes you. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I completely agree, man. This was this was an experience, like first hearing a song like this song, uh, because at first you're like, "Wow, what is going on?" You know what I mean? Like, you know what's going on, but you're just like, "Holy crap, where is this going?" And I think what's most important about this song is his verse back to Stan, because mm-hmm. that's when he becomes Eminem and not you know Slim Shady or Marshall Mathers. He's or I guess Marshall Mathers, not Eminem. Yeah, he becomes Marshall Mathers and explaining right. to Stan, "Hey, look, man, I just say this shit to be funny. I don't mean yeah. anything." I'm just crowded, dog. (laughs) Yeah, I just hope this letter reaches you in time because I saw some crazy shit on the news a couple weeks ago that made me sick. That line is key because even for all the craziness that he says, that kind of stuff still makes him. He's a person, like he's a human being. Like just because somebody hasn't like, do you like hate a horror director for coming up with gruesome deaths? No, you love it because that's their job. Like Eminem is doing it. He's doing horror rap in a way that's, you know, it's crazy and it's out there, but he's not doing anything like in like, you know, out of the, you know, like ordinary. He's there to entertain. Yes. Right. And it's, you know, it's, 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 but it's very beautifully done the way he brings himself into that song finally. And we really get to see the first glimpse of who he is as a person. Obviously, you know, interviews we've, you know, before that, but you know, back then it's hard to remember all that stuff because it's all gone now. (laughs) I still remember some of the VH1 stuff that when people were talking about him and then Snoop Dogg saying, man, got a song about killing his wife. How many people, uh, how many people think about doing that? I'm like, yeah. wow. But just yeah. the dark humor of how Snoop said it. I hear you, dude. I hear you, Snoop. <laughs> but no. Um. So now we're going into the skit, another skit. Yeah. And that skit is Steve Berman, where he goes into Steve Berman's office. Just hey, Steve, what's up, man? What's going on? Just how, how's everything going? Just man, I wish that you didn't give me anything to begin with. This record is less than nothing. I'm getting all. I had a, I had someone told me to shove my record up my ass. Do you know what it's like to have a rec- someone tell you to tell shove a fucking record up your ass? Yes. 
goes, oh, here, man. take it back. Gee, okay, I'm sorry. And so next thing you know, it that's when you have the uh, the way I am. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the lunch line, all of us singing that on top of our lungs, waiting to um for our no, lunch. Next to, no, after the stand is who is who knew? Who knew? Okay, okay, yeah, I'm 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 okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, yeah, you're skipping ahead just a little bit, but yeah, no, it's still no, no, yeah. no, no. It's it's actually the way I am. The way I am is uh, I thought the way I'm looking at it. Or am I looking at it wrong? I'm looking at it on YouTube, so it might be out of order. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, after Stan, it's Paul. Okay. Well, it's the skit, and then right, and then who knew? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, let's go with Paul. You go in with the Paul skit then. Yeah, Eminem was amazing at this stuff back then. Like doing the the skits of like, I what what the hell am I supposed to do? Like this was another one of those uh, skits that he was like, uh, the Steve Berman is what he's talking about. This is less than nothing. But the Paul, wait a minute, what? I'm not remembering what the Paul one is now. But, but yeah, that was just the Steve Berman one is actually the wasn't no. I don't remember. Let's yeah, because Steve Berman is the he's the one. All right. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. One. So you were saying about Steve, uh, about the Paul skit though. Yeah, it's a yeah. So it's a it's a quick voicemail from from Paul Berman about the album and how it's just he can't put this out because of how bad it is and how crazy it is. He did this in the first album too. I'm pretty sure, um, or something like yeah, it. Yeah, he, he did the skits in that in that album though as well. Yeah, and this was one of the things that Eminem was was known for back then was the accents and the skits and the you know just craziness. So, but this one's a funny one because it's an actual voicemail. I think I think it's a real voicemail from what I know. Yeah, it's a voicemail that he leaves them. Yeah. So that's funny because even back then they were just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we can't put this out. Like, we can't put this album out. Yeah. And then we get into who knew. And it goes into the whole point of the fact that he's like, he's saying who he is. He goes, I don't do black music. I don't do white music. I make fight music for high school kids. I put lives at risk when I drive like this. I put lives at risk with a with a knife like this. So he's actually telling you who he is and what he stands for. And yeah. if you're thinking that he's just another carbon copy of another uh, rapper and everything, he's not. No. Yeah. Another. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy lyrics like of him just coming in and just being insane. Wow. Who knew was probably for me. I think it's the I think it's my favorite song, even over the way I am on this album. I think this is my favorite song. Uh, it's there's just so much to it. And his again, his way of bending words and being able to just um just insanely put words together man and yeah i'm trying to get to the lyrics now so i can go through because i'm trying to remember. then there's a lot this other thing he says i'm in the back seat of the truck with duct tape stretched out duck the fuck that way down waiting to yeah. straight jump out put, put it over your mouth and grab you grab you you grab you by the face what now oh you want me to watch my mouth how Take a fucking eyeballs out and turn them around. Look, oh, that's I'll the line right house there. <laughs> that kind of shit. I would just sit there and laugh at that kind of stuff for hours because it's so funny. It's so dumb, but it's so funny. But yeah, take drugs, rapes. His way of being able to double syllable raps too, double and triple syllable the take drugs, make like that kind of stuff. Like I know it's really amazing how he could do that. But yeah, get aware, wake up, get a sense of humor. Quit trying to censor music. This is for your kids to music. The kids like. I, I love Eminem just being Eminem in that movie or in, that, in, in this song and in, in his lyrics, the way he's able to do that. I, and then the second verse, when he comes in with who's bringing guns in the country, I couldn't even get a plastic pellet gun to customs over in London. 
<laughs> and you see, this is now. how you know at that time the media was still trying to do something with guns even back then. Yeah. And he's like, I can't even get a plastic pellet gun through customs. And how does this happen? So it's right. funny, but it's also making you question the things that's going on around us, though, too. Yeah. So, well, and that's the thing. Yeah. He shines a light on the on 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 the on the world, on like you know the United States, and he's like, look, I live here. Like, you can't lie about it. This is what's happening in the country. Like, either you're going to acknowledge it, or I'm just going to talk about it, and I don't care. That's the exactly. other great, another great thing about Eminem, and I think he does it more now that he's matured. But he always was willing to talk about stuff that was going on, like in the media and pop culture, whatever. Like he was willing to say it, and he didn't. He was going to give you an, uh, uh, basically what the consensus view on that topic was at the time. Like whatever it was, he was going to. Well, be like, even no, President Clinton wasn't even safe either. Oh, he Clinton wasn't safe. <laughs> So if, right, and everybody's going hell right now because of him ripping on Trump or whatever. But I'm like, dude, this is what he does. He, he Bush does. wasn't safe because that's when uh, the Eminem show came out. Uh, Bush wasn't safe on Encore or any of the other stuff. So True. this is if you're upset with him, this is what he does. It doesn't matter, and he doesn't just target lefts or rights. He targets everybody. Yeah, he always has. I think right. that's one thing he's been very consistent in his career on is he doesn't hold back what he wants to say or has to say or just again what he feels like is funny to say <laughs> i mean exactly yeah if he thinks it's funny to say it or if he, he thinks it's important to say it he's gonna say it and then there's and a, not gonna like the way he says it because he's gonna say it the way it should be said or at least he feels you know he feels it right so. and then there's also that whole entire thing where you know about the tw- uh, about the 12 year old daughter who you allowed your child 12 year old daughter to wear makeup right. and i remember back in those days too where parents basically let the daughters do whatever they wanted to do and wear makeup and meanwhile you're going to get onto them for listening to an album or a piece of music and he's like yeah. which one's worse so exactly. he's just like making you sit back and analyze yourself so let's see here so uh then we also got uh after that one we have the steve berman skit but with the paul yeah. skit i just want to mention this this is what the skit was it was basically the voicemail goes, hey, M, I have something I need to tell you about your album. He goes, uh, fuck it. <laughs> because it was just so controversial within that whole entire thing yeah. over there. So, yeah. but yeah. So now we're getting into the way I am. I already touched on the Steve Berman skit. So unless you have something to add to it. No, no, no. Yeah. It, again, just a funny skit. That That's hilarious. Um, and just the way I and everything after it goes into you're, you're rapping about homosexual and Vicodin and stuff like that and then it goes into uh, him telling him to tell, take a record and shove it up his ass and then next thing you know he goes he winds up throwing the CD back at him and then M walks out then it goes into the whole entire thing of the way I am and this is where he's basically talking about what fame has done for him and how he's not ready. He thought he was ready for it, but he's not ready for it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, this is, yeah, again, man, this is Eminem like opening up and just being vulnerable, really vulnerable or, you know, and kind of, laying it out there on how he feels and like just like leave me alone like leave me alone when i'm in public like with my daughter like just leave me alone like don't bother me like i love every fan that i get but no leave me alone because i'm in the bathroom and i can't even take a shit when yeah. <laughs> and then he's also yeah. there's also that other line he goes i'm not mr instinct i'm not what your friends think i can be a prick so after so much of just taking it and taking it you can snap and that's literally what it is yeah, he has a, has a success, but with that success, though, too, no one's prepared for that. It's hard to prepare for that, man, especially when you've been, you know, kind of dirt broke your whole or dirt poor your whole life or, you know, close to it. Like getting all that 
success and eyes on you and people wanting to talk to you and all that yeah that's that's gotta be literally life-altering i mean right <laughs> and get this, i'm actually reciting these things without even looking at the lyrics and there's also this other line where he goes i'm racing and i'm pacing i'm tearing my hair out and yep. always uh these caucasians always coming at me with the same fucking questions what school did i go to yeah that's the one what hood i grew up in and, and, you know that kind of stuff right yeah, just the assumptions of, of who he is too and he's like yeah that's not me i'm just me like <laughs> i'm just trying to be me wow. so. All this, but, is, well, because, right? Because all he just wants to be able to live his life. He wants to have. It's like okay, you go to the studio for a couple of hours. You put in your time, and then you clock out. And same thing whenever you're at a concert. He did his time. Yep. He wants to go on ahead and have his own family time away from everything else because he's no longer on the clock right now. He's having his own personal time. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. It's like there's a difference between my work and there's a difference between my home life. Yeah, and I think famous people honestly would be more giving with their time if it wasn't everything in your face all the time anyway do you know what i mean yeah i do i I think if people would just be more settled like hey man i just want to say i love game music and everything uh have a great great day and that's it no people like hey can i have a selfie with you uh can can i have an autograph yeah Right. And you have, people, and I have dinner and again, with you, you know, while, while to, you give me an autograph, <laughs> but you know, right. yeah, no, it's hard, man. It's hard. I can imagine it. All right. I, I, I don't know if it's hard, but I mean, obviously it seems like it would be very difficult to deal with fame, especially on that level. Because at that time, Eminem was Michael Jackson. He was, he was all, he was literally that big at that time. So he was everywhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. And obviously he wasn't as big as Michael Jackson, but you know what I mean? He just, I get, I get what you're wise, saying, you knew who you say to his name and you know who that is. Like it, there, there's very, not many people that are like that. Another thing too, is like, if you go back and listen to some of the people he was attacking, he was attacking NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina oh, Aguilera. And this is a, very much a nostalgia record now because it just doesn't hold up as strong on the mention of the names and everything as it did back then. Sure. Oh yeah. But for nostalgia purposes, it served its purpose back then. And the name drops are just shocking because you weren't expecting him to go for the, go for the juggler with it. Oh yeah, for sure. But Oh yeah. When he named somebody, I mean, yeah, you were like, Oh, is he giving us like inside information? Like, you know what I mean? Like you really (laughs) were like, Oh shoot. (laughs) This might be happening. <laughs> right. And then, um, you know, and then w- the way I am is just the frustrations of his life of trying to cope with this is what I have in my notes of just him trying to struggle between the balance of fame and dealing with the balance of a family life, though, too. So it's I mean, just yeah, that he struggle. He did a big uh, struggle with his mom, too, in court. They settled yeah. for the $10 million. She sued him for $10 million, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, so And now they made up now. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. But uh, we'll talk about that later on or whatever. But um, then after that, we have the real Slim Shady. Yes. Which is more of your fun, radio-friendly, more... more radio friendly than uh than stan because they actually did play an edited version of stan on the radio but this is where they got you with this song everybody this knows the, real song the biggest moments in hip-hop too because or well in music really because when he walked into uh what was it radio was it radio music hall it was York? in the yeah the vmas yeah with the with all those freaking m&ms or whatever <laughs> like dressed yeah. like him oh my god dude that was one of the most insane things ever <laughs> like that was like what is happening right now? <laughs> but yeah, the song again fits fits that moment perfectly. The lyrics fit that moment perfect. Or, but whoa, does he go crazy on this song? 
Green. It does. Uh, he went after Tom Green, which is he was a big, huge commodity at the time with oh, MTV. Yeah. My mama's on your lips. My mama's on your lips. If you just give it a little yep. kiss, and this is the same things that we teach our little kids. Yep. And you mean to tell me that he, they don't know what a woman in clitoris is, or, uh, is his or hers? But they have the Discovery yeah. Channel, don't they? So yeah, I like how they he played Just off the, the narrative way, of well, that. When he comes in, he's like, uh, you know, I like you never seen a white person before. Person Jaws before. all over the floor, like Pam and Tommy just burst in the door. So her jaws on the floor because Tom came in and she was like, Oh shit, I'm like just stuff like that. Because like, the ho- nursing home jerking and <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> bag of Viagra is at work. <laughs> but this song is just totally insane. And then there's also that one saying, if a man oh. and another man can't elope, uh, can't el- um I forgot yeah. um if a man and another man can't elope, then uh what's what's that one line that he says? I don't have Yeah, if a man and another man can't elope. Yeah, that's pretty much talking it. about oh yeah, hump dead animals. Uh so well if some of us cannibals some well if some of us are cannibals because other people open like cantaloupes uh but if we can help the animals and antelopes then there's a reason that a man and another man can't elope yeah exactly but i got the antidote so with real slim shady please stand up yeah yeah Yeah. and and, And then he gets into the will smith heat which yes i love at the time because at the time everybody was you know gangster rap and you know so Will Smith not being like a quote unquote hard rapper. Like, I respect the hell out of Will Smith now, but back then nobody cared about Will Smith. Like they really no, didn't as a rapper. Because he's like um, Will Smith has a cut cu- doesn't have cuss in his rap, but I do. So and to sell records, but I do. So fuck yeah. him and fuck you too. Yeah. I just love that line just because at the time, like again, just nobody cared and people were just like, oh shoot. <laughs> well, people cared, I think, but it was more of the fact that it was more of the fact that it, I feel safe letting people listen to a Will Smith record versus an Eminem record, which is more controversial. So there's that split between the two of them. So I think people did care because every single time when you turn around, either Miami was playing, you also had uh, getting jiggy with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So he was popular, just as popular, but it's just the fact that he was like the good boy of rap while you have Eminem, who's the bad boy of rap. And then you have that whole entire thing. Well, you better switch me chairs uh, away from uh, because of the fact wondering who uh, Christina and Brittany gave head to first. Switch yep. me chairs over to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. Uh, that's right. That's the way the verse goes. Switch me chairs to uh, Fred and uh, Carson Daly. So that way we can argue with who Brittany gave head to first. Yeah, yep. that's it. And that was all because so there was like this thing on MTV with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and something else and they were doing like a slumber party they were all like in their pajamas in a bed and like talking and one of them apparently said something about Eminem being cute and Christina Aguilera said yeah but isn't he married to Kim and he got, <laughs> he got mad about that because she basically he was as he's like you put me on blast on MTV like basically like I'm trying to bang people like why are you trying to Tell my business. That's basically why he was mad about it. Like that's really right. how childish he was back then too, which I also love about Evan because he was so childish back. Then. Like you could literally say nothing, like nothing insulting about him at all, and he would still be like, "Yeah, I don't like you now." <laughs> it was. Uh, so now we actually have "Remember Me." Yes. Which has RBX and Sticky Fingers. Yes, one of my favorite rappers. Also, uh, uh, yeah, uh, great song. Uh, absolute. Uh, in my opinion, classic song from this uh, album. Um, again, Sticky Fingers and Eminem on this album. I don't really know who RBX is that much, but um, mm-hmm. I love... So Eminem has a great verse on here, but I want to get to uh, real just real quick. Uh, Steve, so he says, um, 
He said, I've never been told, or uh, he said, take no for an answer. He said, I never, I've been told no, but it was more like, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> I love that line, but then he's got the, uh, life's a bitch if you met her. Fuck it. Fuck you if you let her become better than come better than better to be a competitor. The vet is ahead of the shit. It's all a redditor. Like the way he is able to the the rhymes in that part, I love so much. American so the cheddar cheddars and the cheddar Stevie Vendetta with metal Beretta. Yeah, settle Vendetta, the metal Beretta from ghetto to ghetto. But evidence, nope, never leave a shred of. I love the way it ends that rhyming scheme with that part. It's a great line. Um, but yeah, to get to Eminem on this album or this song it's this is one of those eminem just kind of flexing and having fun with words which i again i love and yeah right because yeah because him and dr dre come in on the third verse and it goes with when i go out i'm gonna go shoot i don't mean when i die i mean when i go to the club stupid yeah yeah That's basically how he's trying to say, like, he's like the most popular jock in school or something, or like, if right. like a Karen or a popular girl named Karen. Just, I don't mean whenever I go out, uh, out stupid. I mean, when I go out stupid, what do you think? Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yep. You know, that's yeah, how I love I- that. I'm trying to clean up my fucking image, so I promised the fucking critics I wouldn't say fucking for six minutes. <laughs> Just- then he goes, my mom's a bitch. But made me an angry blonde, so I made a song, killed her, and put a Haley on. I may be wrong. I keep uh, thinking these crazy thoughts in my cranium, but I'm stuck with a crazy mom. Is she really on much dope as she stays? She's on. And I like how they have that like that little speaker box when um when when he says that little line. Okay, so we were talking about my baby's mom made me a bitch, um, made me an angry blonde. So I made a song, killed her, and put, put Haley on. I may I may be wrong. I keep thinking these crazy thoughts in my cranium, but I'm stuck with a crazy mom. She really much dope as you uh you say she's on so i like how they go with the speaker box kind of thing with it as if his own subconscious is actually asking him yeah another yeah yeah the way he's able to do especially back then he doesn't do it as much now but the ad libs and the accents and the overdubs and the you know all that stuff he was just so funny at it. he was so great at it he was so great at it yeah and then he oh. actually takes a I, now i talked about this on on today though uh where i didn't realize how close to columbine this album came out on it's only a year so people were still kind of trying to get over it oh yeah and harry comes in a lot of trouble just like (laughs) kind of 
in the media in general like this was one of those things where it was it, it was pretty bad for him for a while after this because he this is something that's pretty crazy to say especially back then like you said within a year of combine happening yeah and the dust hasn't even been settled or anything so he's rapping about columbine yeah and especially when he and then they have to edit this out because of the fact that it was so controversial yeah oh yeah because even Absolutely. with an uncensored album you there was stuff that they still had to censor yeah oh definitely and this this was definitely something they could they should have censored yeah i i think they were right for doing it at the time but I, again it it i think as bad as it is and as bad as it sounds to me it shows his lyrical ability like so much like it shows off his lyrical ability so much because of him able to be uh uh six six dreams of picnic scenes two kids 16 with m16 the 10 clips he, like the way he's able to like it's it's really amazing how he puts words and lines and rhymes together because and he makes you see it yeah but if you actually break down those like rhyme he's rhyming four words at a time like four words at a time like over and over again and it's like people weren't doing that with rap at the time it was cat bat hat you know not literally that simple but that's what it was it wasn't a lot of double and triple syllable rappers and triple entendres and you know crazy this that he was doing with words so another thing too is yeah i I want to go back to the way i am for a second um because there was also manson was also just as controversial as eminem back in those days though too and people were blaming marilyn and uh for his lyrics just as they're blaming eminem for his lyrics yes so Marilyn and uh heroin uh it, i like how he did the rhyme scheme with that and then little and then of course we talked about little erica putting on makeup so we talked about that part but i just wanted to point out about how controversial Marilyn was at the time though too and he was getting blamed for a columbine yeah was eminem was one of the few that stuck up for him at the time too that's another thing like eminem had uh his back with all that stuff because he talked about is it on this album or the next album where he's talking about how like him and Marilyn manson were like blamed for everything i think it was this one it might have because been because that was in the way. Yeah, mm. but um, yeah, he he actually was very supportive of Marilyn Manson back then, especially with the, well with the way the media was treating him because they were doing the same thing to him. So right, yeah, and also too, I remember when people were trying to ban uh, Manson yeah. from coming over to them because they were saying, oh. He was torturing animals on stage and all that yeah. shit too. Oh yeah. And then up in Canada, up in Canada, they wanted to stop Eminem from coming up in Canada too. I, I believe it. I believe yep. it. They tried to get him completely banned from music stores and stuff at one point. I mean, there was they they were they there was a bill that was uh that didn't pass that was going to ban him from music stores at the time. Damn. Yeah, yeah. there was but, a lot of craziness at that time. <laughs> But he also says Slim gets blamed in Bill Clinton's speech to fix these streets. Fuck that. PBT, you f***ing vanish on Volcanic Ash yeah. and Reaper in Hell. Yeah. Yeah, I sorry. Didn't so hard. It. We're um, trying to talk about it, but you can't actually say shit. It's like, damn it. I don't want to just talk about it. No, uh, let's see here. So, uh, let's see. He has I'm back. Uh, yeah, another. Um, this is So, this is one of those crazy songs. Again, I think that he's just kind of flexing on more than anything because I murder a rhyme a word at a time. You never heard of a mind as perverted as mine. Like, just again, the way he's able to just twist words and say things and say something. Like, he's not just saying words he actually is saying stuff so um I mean, oh this is the one too when he's talking about manson uh oh no that's Marilyn or um charles manson he was talking about yeah that, that part 
I forgot. That's Charles Manson, not Marilyn Manson. But people think that whenever people are saying, oh, he's thinking about killing someone. No, it's talking about rhyming. It's talking about words can kill you. This is strong as a bullet can and ruining your career. That's what rap battling is all about. That's what battling is all about. Yeah. And he's like, you better get rid of that nines because you don't need it. It ain't going to help you what's good. What's going to be good against a man who uh, that strangles himself. I'm waiting to, for hell, like hell <laughs> shit. I'm anxious as hell in hell. Manson, yeah. you're in the safe in the cell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, it's him, man. It's just him again being raw, man. That was one thing he was always great at. Again, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really say anything else because that's just what he was, man. He was so raw at the time. It he just, went hard, like he went yeah. all the way hard on on this whole entire album. Yeah, I used to get punked and bullied on my block until I cut a kitten's head off. It's no. the mailbox. Just craziness. Like it's just craziness. <laughs> Because nobody would actually do these things. I mean, there are people that do it. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Okay. I just get yeah. uh, punked and bullied on my block till I cut the kid, yeah, a kitten's head off and stuck it in the mailbox. Hey, ma, ma, I used to fuck, and now yeah. I give a fuck less. What do I think of success? It sucks. Too much press. I'm stressed. Too much cess. Depressed. Too upset. This is what you're talking about with the rhyme scheme on that. It's yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing. Again, because if you're if you compare it to what was being done then by other rappers, he he was different. He just was very different. <laughs> Most rappers had like a, a a style and a cadence that they stuck to every song. He would change cadences, change rhyme schemes mid song sometimes, or like song to song, and just it's. It's it's he is an encyclopedia of rap and how to rap. He definitely is. And then you also have yeah. um I take an individual degenerate's head and reach into it just to see if it's influenced by me. If he listens to music, if yeah. he feeds yeah. into this shit, he's an innocent victim and becomes a puppet on the string of my tennis shoe. My name is Slim Shady. Anything else you want to add as far as I'm back? No, I'm just kind of going through the lyrics just to see if anything really sticks out. But yeah, I mean <laughs> Ken Kniff reference is always funny because Ken Kniff was hilarious back then. Uh Slim for Pete sake put down christopher reese legs, christopher can't, legs. can't leave that out yeah <laughs> and once again he talks about columbine in this song yeah he does yep he does this is the does. song that they edit yeah at ak that's the one he references in uh part two of this out or it, and they actually it. uncensor it yeah we stand them all in a line at an ak-47 a revolver a nine a mac 11 and all Problem. But again, that's just I again I see the problem with it. I see all the like badness in it, but I can't help but be amazed by how he puts words together and says things. Like I just can't help a revolver <laughs> a nine, AK forty seven, a revolver a nine, a mecha like uh, and it all fits, it all works, it all makes sense. Right. Um, then there goes I'm because I'm. And then also too they go and by the way in sync why do they sing? Am I the only one that realizes uh, they stink? Should I just drive my dye my hair pink in reference to pink and care that y'all lip sync and buy a bigger size of earrings? It's why I tend to block out when I hear things. It's just crazy on how ahead of his time is because now everybody has huge ass earrings. Yep. And also he mentions pink, but him and pink have a very good relationship at collaborating. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Because he was yeah. controversial too. Well, I think too, a lot of people understood. I think there was a lot of people that understood Eminem and a lot of people that didn't. Like, you know what I mean? There was a lot of people that got the jokes and were just like, that's funny. And people that were seriously offended by them. Like, there just were people that were seriously offended by it. Right. Which, again, sometimes I get why they were offended because sometimes he went too far, but it was always funny. So, it was always funny. Yeah. So let's see here. After that, we have the Marshall Mathers song. Oh. oh. This one was deep. 
Yeah, this is a this is a yeah. um, this is one of those songs. Let me see. Let's keep, let's pull air so because this I think is the one. Yeah, yeah, this is the crazy one. Um, so you know, I just don't get it. Last year I was nobody. This year I'm selling records, uh, talking about all that stuff, and then the he's just going through up. in his head, right? Yeah, but this this one this is definitely an Eminem flex song. So you might see me jogging, you might see me walking, you might see me walking a dead Rottweiler dog with a head chopped off and a. And, <laughs> chopped off in the park with a spike collar holler at him because the son of a bitch will quit barking <laughs> right. um, i'm up to then, block in the car that shot po- uh pocket pack yeah looking for big killers dressing ridiculous blue and red like i don't see what the big deal is like, <laughs> <laughs> this 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 is the stuff that i loved back then man here like just insaneness of how he was because again just doing something different not being like everybody else and saying crazy things man but it was always fun man. it was yeah chris was- watches i just sit back and watch and get nauseous and like man his wordplay nauseous and wristwatches somehow rhyme <laughs> and then also too he talks about backstreet points that at this on this too an anti backstreet uh and ricky martin whose instincts to kill and sing to get me started these fucking yeah. brats can sing and britney's garbage what's this bitch yeah can give me back my 16 dollars all i see is sissies and magazines smiling and then he goes on oh, whatever happened to be a wild out, whatever <laughs> happened to wild out and being violent whatever happened to catching a good old-fashioned passionate ass whooping and getting your shoes coat your hat right that's <laughs> a great line it's funny but it's great it's so funny because yeah what happened to that like just get your hands well turned. oh done this is also another thing too he remember when we were talking about how rolling stone gave him the uh gave him the cover yeah this is him lashing back at them because it was and next thing i see it see it's a picture of that big white ass double xl double xl and now you shouldn't have a problem with it my albums uh shouldn't be so hard for you to sell great stuff great stuff and then he goes into the uh, i don't want to talk about it but he goes into the uh insane cloud posse beef that he had a little bit uh there's a lot of unsavory things that he had to say about them we'll say yeah and then he's also talking about his mom again suiting him for 10 mil yeah yeah. he's always talking about his mom at this time that that was one of the big themes at at the time so um they talks about something that he talks about later uh in his career but he only kind of brings it up here once and then really doesn't touch on it much but about his his stepfather and like what he did to him apparently as as a kid so yeah there's just so much man it's so much to take in because it's not like there's a throwaway line in here you can literally go through line by line and pick something out that's insane really? like worth, or at least worth mentioning and talking about do you know what i mean exactly because this is basically slim shady now taking over yeah oh this song for sure is slim shady i would say yeah yeah this is slim shady all over it and especially with and now it seems like everything well else was like eminem processing everything having a good time there's some serious yeah. moments and then once you get into like the bottom part of the album it's nothing but slim shady this is I, where his alter ego takes place yeah you know that's how i looked at it oh yeah for sure oh yeah he would just uh, slip in and out of it too sometimes so yeah because now you have the after that you actually have uh uh, another Ken Kniff skit. Uh, the Ken Kniff skit. Yes, this is the uh, this is the insane the sound classy one, right? Yep, the BJ yeah, skit. Yeah, I know. Yep, I know this one very yeah. well. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't yeah, know it very well, well, but I know it. Then we have the drug ballad. Um, yeah. this is actually one of my favorite ones. I love this song. I absolutely love this song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is it has that old songs. school '90s kind of hip hop flavor to it, with the yes. uh, beat and the hook. Yes. And I like how he mentions uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. 
Yeah, back with Mark Wahlberg's Marky Mark. This is Mark. how we used to make the party start. We used stop. to mix in with the Cardi Dark, and then we mix in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You used to love this song, man. Again, just the way he flips words and just says things is insane. Get the party start. Mix in with Bacardi Dark. It's crazy. Harley Drug Talk. Bacardi is, Dark. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Harley Talk and Bacardi Dark rhyme. But yeah, man, uh, this was also another one that was just a good party vibe to it because it, yeah. he wants you to take you back to the time that he was partying and what he was doing. So this is like a flashback into his life before he was famous. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then Earth calling pilot to co-pilot, looking for life on this planet, sir. No sign of it. Because all he's so high and screwed, messed so up. High that I might die if I go by. <laughs> well done. Oh, I just love it. So funny. I, I just I, this this album still bangs. I mean, I'm seriously. Oh, this is such a banger. Oh. I just vanished without a trace. I'm going to a pretty place now where the flowers oh. grow. I'll be back in an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about doing DMT, I think, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Gotta be. Yeah. So, uh, third grade. All I used to do was sniff glue through a tube and play Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the first chick with the hugest boobs. Like, come on, man. <laughs> He's so great. He's so funny. It's stupid. It's so great. It, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, so next we have the Amityville song, which basically I like the play on it because Amityville is not the Amityville horror, but for him right. in Detroit, it's Amityville. Yes. And he's playing playing off that key of Amityville. And all the stuff that he would do in Detroit and stuff like that, too. And this is also another play off of the Insane Clown Posse in this song, too. too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, and this is yeah. all, by the way, I want to mention this. This is okay. actually the introduction of Bizarre. This is also the introduction of D12. For sure, yeah. So you have that. I mean, without this album, you wouldn't even know who these guys are. This is like a year, af a year after this is you have the D12 Devil's Night album that drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, here in Bazaar, uh, again, another person rapping insane. Uh, just going a little crazy. <laughs> uh, some of the stuff he definitely talked about in this song. Uh, is, is, we, we can't even touch that. We can't even no, talk about what he's... <laughs> but yeah, he's, yeah he's, kind of, he's kind of rapping like Eminem. I mean, he really is. He's just going... He's saying some really crazy things and you know he's not the best rapper but bizarre is always fun he's always funny he's always fun to listen to, to yes, be honest I, with you yes i love listening to him because he is fun he does bring that like you know just crazy vibe to it and his his uh i guess charisma is there you could tell like you know what i mean right so, but um then, there is one thing i want to talk about on eminem and this i, I really love is uh you know, that's why we don't call it detroit we call it amityville you can get capped out for just having a cavity filled <laughs> so that's why we're crowned the murder capital still this ain't detroit this is hamburger hill we don't do drive vibes we park in front of houses and shoot and when the police come we fucking shoot it out with them too like i, I, I just love that i love that that bit right there it's just a, again a funny way to to say to get the point across because again like you said this song's about detroit being amityville you know the, like his horror and his like you know so and his in his city, in his state yeah. of um, Michigan. Yeah, where he's from. So, and also, too, this is also, like I said, about Bizarre, though. He makes a little, I like how Bizarre makes a little joke of the fact is, you know, he uh, he signs up saying this. Guess who Slim Shady signed, just signed to Interscope? So, basically, he's making the announcement of, I'm just as crazy as he, as M is. And it's crazy to think that I'm now signed with Interscope. And you're going to hear more from me and just be on the lookout. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I like that. Um, then you also have him talking about how the, the, the city is filled with a bunch of idiots, how much 
Yeah. Um, just all kinds of stuff. It actually paints the vibe of Detroit and where he's from. And it's about, like you said, he's writing about where he's from and what he knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I like how it even has like that a slow hip hop kind of horror vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool vibe for a song. I agree. Because it does so, kind of slow down and give you like a horror movie type vibe, like a, like a song you would hear in a horror movie. Yeah. Right. And it's also depicting, of course, the regular Amity Hill Bill R movie, though, too. So he's sure. playing the narrative off of that. Uh, next, we have Bitch Please 2 featuring Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg <laughs> Exhibit. This is hands down my favorite song on the album aside from Criminal. Okay. Okay. Because this is the beat. The beat for this is just insane. Yeah. Um, it flow the lyrics flows really well between all of them. Yeah. And even though people were making a big deal, oh, this is Snoop Dogg's first appearance with Eminem. I'm like, no, it was Bitch Please too that was actually with Eminem, unless they went yeah. out ahead and just sent the track out for Snoop to be on it and they were never in the studio together. That would be the only thing that I could think of. I mean, that might have happened, but who knows? I mean, yeah, right. yeah. But this song is just nuts. Oh, it is. It's 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 yeah. You got L.A. rappers with a Detroit rapper on this album. Yeah. We have, I love it. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, I like the way that Dre is able to give, uh, well, and again, I don't know if this was one of the songs. I don't know if Eminem was writing for em- for Dre yet. But, I know they um, produced this album together, I think. Yeah, but, well, em- like, uh, Dre had ghostwriters. Like, everybody knows it. Um, he had people write most of his songs back then. Um, Eminem started writing a lot for him after that, but, like, Jay-Z wrote for him D, uh Nas, all kinds of people root for dre um but i like this the beginning how he comes in he's like just let me lay back and kick some simplistic pimp shit on slim shit start rising limp biscuits uh but he talks about how uh like yeah they switched they had like the same like eminem has the like mosh pit like people like white you know uh rockers and like he has the crenshaw and how they right. all like had the same uh, or they switched uh fans basically i like how he talks about that me too yeah because it's just it's just it's again back then dre like saying this dude's legit is was was huge that was huge like you know how big dre was like as far as a name was back then so right and i like also too they're also mentioning the fact where they're from though too but dre yeah. goes dre and Slip shady and with, uh, with snoop dog with doggy long beach west side yeah, doggy from long beach yeah uh then you also have a verse with snoop dog and eminem together yes yes which is all really cool um because who would have actually thought that snoop would actually be on eminem's third album you know dude could you imagine at that time yeah like you're eminem and all of a sudden snoop dogs and dre is on your album is <laughs> <laughs> you're just like what the heck is happening then you also have exhibit x who's yeah, also was big at that sure. time oh yeah way before pimp your ride <laughs> yeah he was definitely a better rapper than uh tv host <laughs> I will say yeah that. I actually i like exhibit a lot actually i'm a huge fan of exhibit but back in the heasy give me the mic let me recite till timothy white pickets outside the interscope offices every night yeah. What if he's right? I'm just a criminal making a living off the world's misery. What what in the world gives me the right to say what I like and walk around flipping the bird, living the urban like uh, life like a white kid from, from the burbs, <laughs> screaming at, <laughs> at night, screaming at mom, screaming to leave, run away from home and grow to just as evil as me. Yeah. This is what you ought to notice being people to see that somewhere deep down and these are human beings. Human being and just can't be found. <laughs> Again, just his way of saying things is so funny and so good it's just really good really it really good. is yeah I, I can listen to this song on repeat like all the time absolutely and i can never get tired of it same thing with amityville i mean this whole album there's really only one or i don't even know if there's two songs that i would I skip on a regular basis like 
there's songs that I might skip, you know, just because I'm not in the mood to hear it. But there's not a song I skip because I'm like, oh, I don't like this song. Do you know what I right. mean? Right. With Kim, though, it's one of those songs that I can't, that I need to skip. <laughs> yeah. Because I know I can't right. play that. Yeah, I just don't always want to hear that. But right. sometimes I will listen. You know, and I want, right. once in a while. But yeah, there, that's not a song I want to listen to all the time, for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Speaking but of again, Kim, let's it's talk an about amazing Kim. song. And it's a well-written and <laughs> lyrical song. It really is. But yeah. It's not something I want to listen to. <laughs> no, this is not a song I would listen to. But I remember my friend Ernie was dating a, a woman, a girl named Kim in high school. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and he dedicated this song to her when they broke up. Oh, that's the, that's the best. That's the best. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best move, but oh, it wasn't the best move, but it's hilarious. <laughs> but but yeah, he goes, dude, I broke up with Kim. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, that sucks. Because yeah, um, want to hear how I did it? I'm like, okay, let's hear it. Because I played the song Kim. <laughs> That's the best. I hope I want him. I wanted him to, or I want the fact that him. Well, I can't even get it out. Never mind. It doesn't matter now. But. That you the, wanted boom him. Bo- the boom box scene. That's I, I want to. I wanted him to do the boom box scene. I think that would have been even funnier. He like stood outside the window with the boom box. Just oh yeah. that would have been hilarious. Right. I couldn't get it now out the I way I wanted. Do, yeah. Now I did insult somebody in the cap in the foods class before in high school with an Eminem insult with forgot about Drake because she was talking a mile a minute and I didn't understand what she was saying. So I went like this. Nowadays everybody has something to say, but nothing comes up when they move the list. It's a bunch of gibberish. Some motherfuckers act like they forgot about hate Drake. Now what do you say to somebody you hate? Ryan Green violence you hate? And then all all of a sudden she just turns, looks at me, and walks away. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. That's funny, man. That's so good. I was like, I didn't know that you could rap that fast. I was like, get, uh, and at that point, I'm like, get me some water. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but with Kim, though, this actually shows you that he has some uh, acting chops. Yeah. Because of the anger, the emotion in it. And and he does the, all the voices. Yeah, he does all the yeah. voices. Here, I'll scream with you. Ah, somebody help. Yeah. <laughs> What's this, pro- this guy's problem on the side of me? Whenever the 18-wheeler is blowing past him. And then he's also trying to uh, contemplate uh, how the investigation is going to go down after he gets done killing everybody. Yeah. If you think about it, this is like O.J. Simpson. Oh, dude, yeah. This is total, like, like he's definitely thought this out before like nobody can nobody can ever convince me that Eminem didn't at least think about doing this <laughs> like I mean obviously he did because he wrote this but you know what I mean like he planned this out at some point in his head like if I ever do it this is how I'm and it starts uh, off so sweet and everything this is like a yes. prequel to 97 Bonnie and Clyde though oh and look at daddy's baby girl that's baby's baby little sleepy head yesterday I changed your diaper like didn't pat you how did you get so big can't believe it you're only two Baby, you're so precious. Daddy's so proud of you. Sit down then over to dad and just goes. He just goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, my God. The way he, again, he lays this out. And again, it's, for me, I do like this song only because it, it is a great example of a story in a, a rap form, you know, rhyming form that I just think is amazing. I, I, I'm amazed by people that can do it. Um, so I just, I, but the insanity of what he does <laughs> puts her through throughout this song is pretty off the wall. I mean, <laughs> it, it's I, there's no words that can describe it. Even whenever he did it in concert, he threw he just, a sex doll into the crowd and had Kim's name on the doll, and he also had the Jason mask with the chainsaw and all that, st- and it was like the Up in Smoke too. tour. Yep, I missed it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it because I had tickets to go to that and was forced to not go by my mom. Damn. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, tell me about it, dude. 
I was Danny. literally, I did not like my mom for a long time. <laughs> I can see my mom like, where are you going? I'm going to go see Eminem. Is it that violent guy on TV? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Is it that guy mm-hmm. that I told you not to be listening to, Mama? Long story short, I'd already bought the tickets and I was leaving for the Marines in a week and we were going oh. camping as a family. And I literally was like, I'm just going to go to the concert and then I'm going to come camping. And she was like, no, it forced me to sell them. Oh, I was so bad. I would be too. Because you can go camping anytime. It's not all the time you get to see Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. Dude. Exi- all those guys at their peak, in their prime, on stage. I bought the DVD <laughs> of that concert just so I could have it because I was so mad, mad that I didn't get to go. I came close to going because it, it was in Boston in the summer of 99, of 2000, I mean. Yeah. So I was close to going to that. Dude, to get to see Nate Dogg before he died, like, oh my God, it would have been so amazing. Oh my God. So now we're going into number 17 on the track list of Under the Influence, which now features the Dirty Dozen, yeah. which is D12. Yep. And I really like how they go in. Um, you can suck my dick if you don't <laughs> like my shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny though? My mom's family member, my our family members goes, You really listen let him listen to that? And at first mom was like, What are you listening to? I said, Aerosmith. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought at first I got I got busted. Because let me see what you're listening to. So I switched it out to like Armageddon soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you have one of like the 10 disc CD changers? No, uh, I had the portable CD player, but I but I wasn't near her, oh, so I okay. just quickly did like a bait and switch yep. type of thing. Oh, and I know. She's like, let me. She's like, "What are you listening to?" I said, "I'm listening to I'm listening to the Armageddon soundtrack." <laughs> and she goes, "What's that?" I said, "When I look," and I was singing like the Aerosmith song to her. Oh, that's so great. It's like, it's like, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you talked about your grandmother bought you this album. So I wanted the, uh, the, uh, uh, oh my God, the Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh my uh, God. CD, I right? when the music video came on for that. Yes. My grandmother, <laughs> not knowing what the hell that is, bought me the one before that or the one after, whatever it was. It, it had to be the one before that. Because she bought me the wrong one, the wrong Sir Mix-a-Lot album. I was so bad because I didn't have that song. <laughs> Oh, I guess I've been hilarious to tell you too. My friend Brandon and I, we wanted the uh, the new Chameleonaire CD that came out. We didn't yeah. know that Chameleonaire came out with like an uh, edited album where basically he never cu- he stopped cussing. Oh, so my wow. so Brandon calls up Best Buy and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" He goes, "What?" Because I sent my demented mom. That's how he worded it. He goes, "I sent her over to get an album and." It doesn't have any cussing. He goes, well, that's because Chameleon Air decided that he wasn't going to do any more cussing. Right then and there, he broke the CD. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. So, that is hilarious. I'm like, your mom bought that for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's so funny, though. But uh, uh, anything you want to add to Under the Influence, or are you good on that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, Under the Influence is great. Um, this one shows where Eminem, because Eminem always talked about proof and how he like they would rap same so like proof was very like ass crack past that hash rats blast cats very eminem-esque and that, that, that's like how they bonded as like lyricists when they met that right. they were t- like double syllable rappers and it also like sh- that. right and it also shows them from the same neighborhood goofing yeah. off and just being themselves and everything yeah. too so you got to see a different level of who he is or what marshall is yeah i think and, and eminem's talked about this so it's not something that i'm like you know 
bringing up just to be like mean, but Eminem didn't really give them as good a big of a chance as he they probably deserve. Like Swifty McVeigh and um Proof are actually really good rappers. They should have been more put to the forefront than D12, but he was so focused on trying to get all of them attention that I think a couple really good rappers got missed in that and right. relationships probably got strained because well, of that. Even in the song Stepping Stone, which is the kamikaze album, right. he mentions it. Yeah, that's what I mean. He talks about it in that and that yeah, where he, it, it, I don't think he was doing it really. He wasn't being mean or doing it like I'm better than any of you. He was just, I think, trying to spread out something that, you know, there wasn't enough talent there. So he was just, I think he was also spread out of himself to the point where he thought he could yeah. do it all. And oh, yeah. he realized, and he realized he's human and he can't do it all. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, but a lot of rappers have that problem. Like Jay Z had like Memphis Bleak and Beanie Siegel and all them. And, you know, it, it's hard to like be a, like the main person and have all these people around you that you want to, like help but yeah <laughs> so right. yeah it's hard yeah. so i don't really have yeah, much that's... to add to under the influence it's a fun song i like it yeah but it's not my go-to like when maybe when i was like 16 17 it was because it was just a fun goof off song oh it's it's a lot of fun I, yeah I, I love it but criminal was always the one that i always oh, went to yeah this song is insane yeah this song this is, is like a callback insane. to the slim shady lp Whenever he used yeah. to talk before he rapped mm-hmm. with the rain going and everything. Are you afraid of death? I don't want to die yet. What? What? You know, back in um, with the with that album, this one goes, people think what I say on record, they actually think I do. You believe that? Hell, I'll kill you too. Yep. You know why? I'm, I'm a criminal. criminal. <laughs> I love the way this song. I love the teacher, way. Yeah. Teacher, fifth grade teacher. Yeah. Yeah. The way he brings this in, like you said, talk with the with the talking and like, you know, being like, you guys really think that I'm like, like, do you really think that I'm this crazy? Like, stop. Like, just stop being weird about it. Like, just stop. And then he's like, you know what? Nah, you know what? If if you really think that, then I'll kill you. And I'll kill you anyway. <laughs> like, I'll just kill you. My other favorite thing on there, though, too, is just, please, Lord, uh, help these children. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please help send them a brand new car. <laughs> With a prostitute. Send me a brand new car and a prostitute while my wife's sick in the hospital. <laughs> preacher, preacher. Yeah. Fifth grade teacher. Yeah. And I'm and he's was like, get it? I'm just checking the mail. Yep. <laughs> then um, he's also yeah. Well, there is a controversial song or lyric a song lyric, but it, it's it's again another great way of how he uses words, which we don't have to say it, but he says, and you can't stop me from dropping each march with a brand new CD. Yeah, no. Like just again, the way he uses words and the way he gets points right. across is funny. It is funny. It's it's again now looking back, pretty messed up, but it's funny. It is because again, we oh, it's so hard to say because I hate the you know this was the time. But yeah, I agree. And also too in hip hop though, you use words like that yeah. too. So it wasn't yeah. meant to come off as rude. It's just part of the hip hop culture. It was. It, it at that time definitely was. Yeah. It definitely was. Um, but, but again, I, I just like the the message there. Like, you can't stop me. Like, you can't stop me from topping these charts, and you can't stop me from dropping each march. Like, you just can't. You can't stop me from doing it. <laughs> right. But uh, definitely a great album. I definitely love this album. Uh, oh, but then, right, and also too, uh, this album also debuted at number one on the bill on the Billboard 200, staying up for eight consecutive weeks. A significant commercial success compared to the release of the Slim Shady LP just the previous year. The album sold 1.7 million copies in its first week, 
which I was part of that because of my grandmother. Thank you so much. Which made it among the fastest selling audio albums in the United States. The album produced the singles, The Real Slim Shade, The Way I Am, Stan, I'm Back, and Bitch Please Too. Among other publications, Rolling Stone named it the best album of 2000. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's wrong. I mean, again, this is one of those albums you could just put on and let play. I mean, they, there's very few artists in any genre that's making albums like this anymore, let alone hip hop. So, And yeah. being real and honest to the artist yeah. and to the fans themselves. And entertaining. I mean, that's what music is supposed to be, right. entertaining. And he's so entertaining. If you just get past the, like, prude, you know, prudeness of everything, like, that he's saying. Exactly. And then you also have Eminem Ooh. considering naming, get this, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he was actually thinking about naming the album Amsterdam. That's funny. <laughs> after, because you know why? He went after a trip to the city shortly after the release of the Slim Shady LP, in which he and his friends engaged in a heavy drug use. The free use of drug drugs Eminem observed during his time in Amsterdam greatly influenced his desire to openly discuss drug use in the music and inspired some of the content on the album. It's got to be when he wrote Drug Ballad then, too. Yeah, you would I wouldn't imagine. be surprised. For sure. And it could because also if it's right after Slim Shady, it sounds the most like Slim Shady, drug ballad and stuff like that. So, right. Like I said, the first couple of uh, songs, it's nothing but Marshall and Eminem. Then yep. you get into the other stuff, which is your darker part of the album. That's all Slim Shady. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. I love it. Um, I mean, look, this is definitely one of his best albums. Um, you know, if not the best, it might be the best album. It's hard to say because he has so many great ones. That's true. That he really does have a lot of good ones in his discography and stuff like that. There might be a, some that are like hit and miss with songs on an album, but other and maybe the album might not be as solid as this. Right. But you can't go, you can't not admit that he is a great lyricist and he has bars. Lots of them. Lots of them. <laughs> Just lots of them. So, so that's going to be it as far as this review goes. Thank you so much for joining me, Don. This is our last show of December. So, what better way to do Very this nice. than to wrap it up with a controversial record? <laughs> so, so we come back first of the year with part two then right right Just that's how that's theory. how we're gonna do it <laughs> when they try to guys, gamble, like, yeah. no. but guys this is part of our intermission episode so happy wednesday and i hope that everyone has a great uh great time listening to this on the road if you guys can give me a five-star review on wherever you guys get your podcast from it would be greatly appreciated and always until next time guys have a great and safe day and be careful out there where you guys are traveling and always until next time guys have day and bye-bye <laughs> see ya mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.